0: This episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast is brought to you by Glow. Get the Glow for your wedding or special event with their LED battery-powered wireless uplights. Any great event planner will let you know that uplights can completely transform a room and give it an instant upgrade. Shoot them an email, glow at com. Mention Let Them Eat Cake Podcast and find out how you can take advantage of their $1,000 special. Welcome to season to y'all. Hey y'all, it is Fresh Johnson, host of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast. I know this is probably like really a bunch of my friends listening and my clients, so hey y'all. I have been thinking, how do I open up the first episode after about four years, but also after like when we're still kind of calf deep in a pandemic, and the first thing I wrote on the page was, bitch. Like, (laughs) of the four years that I've been off the podcast grid, the time of that that was taken up or that's being taken up by the pandemic, that feels like 10 years, actually, squinched into, like, however many months it's been. I feel like it's been about 20 months, 19 months, something like that. I feel like I'm talking about a toddler. But, yeah, (laughs) we here. And, I mean, the fact that we are here is a blessing within itself, but... Everybody has been just trying to do what they can. And I just think about how so many industries have changed completely. You know, so me and, as an event planner, of course, the just the face of events has changed. But then I have to think about my clients and, you know, what they do for a living and how that's changed. And then I have to think about my vendors who have these big warehouses and 10 times more overhead than I do. And, you know, not able to produce at the level of which they need to produce to sustain and It's just like some really wild times that nobody asked for. So my goal with coming back was, one, making sure the timing was right. Two, just just making sure the conversation is intentional, right? But also, three, just to keep the party going. Like, we all have our roles in life and things that people love us for and know us for. Fortunately for me, my friends know me for like the fuck shit I don't know if I should say curse words like that like that's a hard curse word so I'm just gonna bring more of that but in my wedding planner way so needless to say I'm super excited to be in a building there's been hold-ups there's been a pandemic a change in vision a freaking hurricane but at the end of the day I'm in a building so yeah We just gonna be in the building together. (laughs) So, back when I first started this podcast in season one, it was just an idea to launch something that kind of let my worlds collide. For those that may not know, I've been a radio personality for about 15 years now. I've been working for Cumulus Media for like 15 years. I started in 2005. And you know, radio is a very, it has its own rules, it has its own purpose and all of which is great, but when I got into event planning, I found I found a different passion. I always say radio was my first love, and then I started planning events, and then it became like my career, my full-time job, and radio became like a second thing. In a podcasting world, or just in media and content creating in general, I felt like, oh crap, I can take my first love with the thing that I'm passionate about, and Make it have a baby. And boom, it was letting me cake. So it was really cool. I got to talk to a lot of people offline. You know, people that I probably never meet. People that just randomly came across the podcast and listened. You know, showing love, giving feedback, but also giving me a chance to talk to them about their events and what even planning and wedding planning and other markets look like. And it was really fun. But what took me so long to even get season one hashed out was just fear. Like, fear is a real thing. And you can be very good at something. Like, I mean, if we ever... If we ever been around each other for more than an hour, you know, confidence ain't, I ain't lacking that, right? But confidence and fear are, they don't necessarily, like, confidence doesn't cancel fear out, right? And fear doesn't cancel out confidence. So I knew I had this talent and I knew I had these things to say and I know I have this voice and this personality, but I was just scared to put it out there, you know? Like what if what if I'm just talking to nobody? What if nobody listen? What if I'm wasting my time? And I think I was just scared of being good at it. And I had some big weddings happen that bumped business up, and it took up a lot of a lot of time. And anybody that record a podcast or anything, I tell you, this is it's time consuming. You have to literally make time for it in the midst of everything else. You know, it kind of dwindled off. I had to step back from it and take care of other things and. <laughs> I, I I alluded to starting it back a few years ago, maybe about two years ago, and that just didn't happen. Uh, I think it was 2018 because I was launching another brand, a collaborative series called "It's a Wedding Party." And I went to LA and I interviewed some people and I got some videos done. And I was like, "Yeah, the podcast coming back to season two, baby." That podcast, them 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 episodes I recorded, dusted They don't even count no more because life doesn't change. So then the pandemic comes, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." I get to sit my ass down and do absolutely nothing for an indefinite amount of time. So let me take this time and rebuild the podcast. But the timing just wasn't right. Like I had COVID in the very beginning. I went to New York um, to meet with a client and do some site visits. And uh, I came back with the Rona and it took me down for about a month. But I didn't have to go to the hospital. I was able to get better at home. I think the, the the uncertainty and the plan catch up, like I had all these things to talk about. I was like the, a wedding conversation about how black lives matter and the wedding industry. And then we got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. And it was, it was much more of a more serious tone than I think I had capacity to deal with. Like 2021 is raggedy. I'm gonna just say it. But 2020 was just, it was just heavy. It was like, we was dealing with, Basic survival, but then the same jacked up stuff that happens in the world every day. And as a black woman, I felt I honestly felt like I don't I don't owe nobody nothing. Let me just go sit down and and function. So I set it back again. But it's, it's just something that's burning. You know, not the bad kind of burning. I've never had that before, by the way. But it's just something that's just burning inside of me to talk to people and include like uh, people that I love working with in the city. Like we got some amazing vendors in New Orleans and just um, bringing in friends that I talked to wedding stuff about that may or may not be married. And so I reached out to Rare Label. Um, It's so funny. I've been on Jordan for a very long time, but we never were like, we never had a relationship. She, a bartender, a barber, you know, you would see her all around the city but we just never connected and I actually did an event for a shop before but I reached out to them about just rebranding it and they did this amazing logo um all these amazing assets and I still didn't touch it. I was tired y'all. Like I'm talking about on E. And so then it just that feeling came back again. I reached out to my dream team. Shout out to Lee. With Calm Dog Productions, uh, Jorge, Red Feather Films, Justin Williams, 343 Media, with Cozy Photo, um, who I I worked with also for season one, and it just felt right. I felt like, okay, the reason why this hasn't been happening like I wanted it to happen was because I was trying to do it half-ass, right? And I'm listen, I... That's a, I'm, I, I have to not make the habit of saying, if you know me or for those who know me, because, you know, hopefully tons of people that don't know me listen to this. But something <laughs> something that Ashley Thomas Creative Vibe Graphics would tell you is that I am so extra. Right. I do way the most. And I couldn't I couldn't half ass this. And I feel like that was why it took so long. Now granted, them people I name, they are not cheap, right? So if anybody trying to sponsor this podcast, holla at your girl. They are not cheap, but they are worth every penny and more. So I think I think I got it now. And I'm very excited about all the things we're gonna talk about this season. Like some of y'all done got on my nerves the past four years. Some uh, some people have literally tap dance on my spine, but that comes with the territory. And even those kind of situations are valuable to me as a planner because... It keeps you on your toes, you know? You're never too good for a a hard lesson or you're never too good for a real lesson. You're never too knowledgeable to learn something new. Um, And I think that's the beauty of the industry. I'm not gonna say I got bored with radio, but radio became this very static thing, you know, with event planning. It's like, what's the trends this season? What's the hot color everybody want? What's all the rage, you know? And that kind of keeps me enthralled with it. So yeah, radio was my first love with this planning shit. Baby, we is getting it. But even before the pandemic, one of the things that I think was the holdup is prioritizing, but also systems and workflows. I had to reevaluate all of those things. And that's very hard to do when you are like working, working, you know, doing everything else. I'm still working at the radio station. I'm still doing voiceovers. And then I'm trying to create this community within a podcast. And with being set down in a pandemic, it allowed me to, I think, kind of do inventory of, like, self, first of all, Baby, work here. Work on this one. Me, I'm pointing at myself. Work, but also just the company as a whole. You know, I I spent all this money getting logos done. Shout out to Menmu Studio that did the rebranding for LRJ Events. You know, Rare Label did the rebranding for Letting Me Kick Podcast. I did branding for all of these things, and I have all this pretty stuff that looks great on paper. It looks great on Instagram. But that means nothing if you if you don't have the system in place, if you don't have processes in place. You know what's the point of having being very talented and having a great company if you're behind on emails and you're not even booking. You know, now granted, I I was booking, thank you, but <laughs> I just I just felt like at times I wasn't giving everybody the best service that I wanted to give, or I wasn't given the amount of myself that I would find to be satisfactory if I was a client. So I would say that was something positive that came from the pandemic, um, just being able to organize my company and you know, outsource things that I could outsource I I mean, look, I haven't posted on the LRJ events feed in a year, almost a year. That's sad. But it's just, it doesn't come natural to me. Like, my personal page, Fresh Johnson, psh, party, we dancing, we sipping, we Sunday funding, we Taco Tuesday, you know, we in birthdays at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's that's just a day in the life, right? But when it comes down to how I package what I do for a living for people to consume, I had to hire a professional for that. So Jordan, Rashad, Michaela, Rare Label, I will scream their praises to the moon and back. Um, Jordan's actually in my text messages like, where is this MP3 um, life? So when I mentioned a little while ago about how the pandemic has changed just the way we do weddings, or the way we gather, the pandemic has changed the gathering of people, right? And I'm gonna tell y'all where I messed up at. And I'll tell y'all also where I had like this, this silent beef with people in the industry that I love and will always work with. So the city gets shut down, the world gets shut down. And all these events that I had were no longer able to happen. And when they were able to happen, it was vastly different from what the original plan was. So, we're dealing with date changes, we're dealing with capacity restrictions. They want people to walk down the aisle with masks on and stuff like that. And me trying to play Super Saver Hole, I'm like, well, I'm okay, I'm not gonna say Super Saver Hole because that sounds mean because I'm about to talk about clients. <laughs> me trying to play Captain Wedding Planner, I i didn't charge clients fees to move dates if somebody decided that their wedding wasn't happening i didn't uphold the cancellation fee in the contract and so then when we did start rescheduling stuff i was seeing fees that vendors were adding on and while i didn't like the way it was worded i think things could have been worded better it took me a while to realize you should have did that like you are crazy because essentially I'm planning weddings all over again. And granted, the the key players I identify, like we know who our vendors are, so I'm not starting from scratch, but then I'm still starting from scratch because, you know, it's not going to work on this date if I can't have my photographer and my videographer. So it was just like this this crazy Squid Game, you know, of trying to just play catch up and get people's wedding as normal as it can, but then you got to you kind of got to like try to predict the future to see even if the date you reset it for if it can happen then. That started wearing on me, too, because I felt like I was just getting robbed. Robbing myself, of course. Because I, I hate that. And I don't know. I'm trying not to do this. I don't know whether this is a, a black woman thing or not. But I feel like we oftentimes try to be so nurturing and hold everybody else down that we devalue ourselves. You know, like the product that you get at a Fresh Johnson wedding is like top tier, right? So why do I think that I'm not worthy to say, okay, yeah, we're going to change your date. Totally fine. There's no penalty, but you should pay this fee for this. It's, It's tricky because I felt like no other vendor thought twice about it. Um, so that was something that I had started to struggle with, and it kind of brought my morale down a bit because also I'm living but not making income. Like, yo, <laughs> I'm living off the land, you hear me, for the unforeseeable future. So I struggled with that for a minute too, just how I value myself and how I position myself under any circumstance. Like, yeah, it's a pandemic, and yeah, A, B, and C, but yeah, yeah. This still me, this is still how I live, this is still how I, you know, this is how I survive. This isn't a hobby anymore. And I, I feel like a lot of us, there's a lot of in we started doing this as hobbies or just something extra to do. So I it started, you know, the downtime that I had, one of the things that was on my list to do was just changing the way I viewed the value of my company. Like of course it means a lot to me, but I have to present it as whether you know it or not, this company means a lot to you too, future client. But then there was also the times where it was just hard to find like motivation. You know, I, I'll sit down and write all these ideas and notebooks and you know, wake up in the morning ready for the world, go work out, go run, go do whatever. But when it comes time to do it, it was a mix of just mental exhaustion from a global pandemic, but also that fear creeping back in because there's a piece of me that's like, uh, should I should I be looking for a job? Job like should I be trying to find something else to do? And so that's the <laughs> that's one of the downsides to being inside like your mind goes crazy places. But also I failed to mention I had surgery last June and it kept me down for like 12 weeks. So I started watching Grey's Anatomy and. Don't laugh at me, y'all. So I'm watching Grey's Anatomy, and for some reason, my mind kept going to their skull caps. And then I was like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to wear scrubs every day to work. And so I was like, all right, well, I can't go to medical school. I damn sure can't be nobody doctor. And that's not me saying I'm incapable. But yes, I'm incapable. Hello. Um, (laughs) Hello. So my mind started going, and next thing I knew, y'all, I enrolled in funeral school. I freaking I am a student at Commonwealth Institute for Funeral Science. I think that's the name of the school. I don't know, it's online. It's hard, I'm not saying it's online because it's easy, it's hard as hell. I'm a full time student right now. But <laughs> I wanted to be a mortician when I was a little girl, and when it came time to go to college, the only program that offered mortuary science in the state, I had to go to state school, of course, of money. Um, I had to go to state school for the low, but I didn't want to go to Delgado, which is a community college in New Orleans that has an amazing mortuary science program. So I, I let it go. I just was like, I'm gonna go be something else. Now, you know, with online school being a thing, I found a great school in Houston that a friend of mine went to, and it's a year program. It will be a year and a half, but it's a year because, you know, my undergrad, some of my undergrad Credits cancel out. And yeah, I'm in school. So there's that. That's another element to the infamous holdup of the podcast. But I just think it's so funny that my childhood desire to be a mortician was sparked by watching however many episodes of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) for two months. Because I like their skull caps and their scrubs. So... A day in the life of Fresh Johnson. You go to bed, and then you wake up one day, and you want to be a freaking mortician. Uh, but it's all about the journey, you know? I love events. Uh, one of the things that I learned about mortuary science is it's much more, or funeral service in general, is much more than embalming and burying people. Like, it's event planning also. Will I stop doing weddings? No, but I'm looking to scale the company I don't think I could ever take my my hand off the designing process, but I definitely want to be able to put more people in place to run weddings without me being there. Uh, I do want to have a funeral home where I primarily do the embalming, and then I have another great team that's executing funerals, and I think that's going to be my legacy. You know, I always thought that I would leave this earth as this, you know, widely syndicated, highly known radio personality. (laughs) (laughs) And not to say that that's not a big thing or an important thing, but I can't believe I stuck myself in that fishbowl for so long. When now, you know, what I see my legacy as being and what I see for my family is just something so much bigger than, you know, what I thought it would be. So, I think I shared that just to say all oh, the places you'll go, like you just you really never know and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about life. Uh as much as The exhaustion of the pandemic, it can bring you down. Like, I feel like a lot of people are in a down part right now because we're literally tired of it. So I often find myself just trying to get in a space of gratitude, thinking about all the good stuff. You know, like I wouldn't have never had time to slow down and figure out what I really, really wanted my legacy to be if I was going at the pace I was going. Yeah, I was going. I was going places, but I was going very fast and not really feeling the moment, you know, and I also felt like it was aging me, like, I like when people ask me for my ID, I like when people see that I was born in 1985, and they be like, oh, you look young, but at the rate that I was going prior to the pandemic, mm-mm. baby, I was about to start looking my age, so now I want to talk a little bit about, like, the vision, so the vision for season two is I guess the the element where I'm talking to other vendors is going to be the source of the juice to keep going, right? Because there are some vendors who have moved on to other things. So for those of us that's, you know, <laughs> this my New Orleans market and I'm gonna stand beside it. But that crew, I think that you'll learn about like what made them keep going. Highly talented folks could do many other things but and and also the ones that's not from here like they could go back to happier times with less COVID in other cities but they staying here and they rolling with us and they taking care of my clients and I just love that. So that's one of the things just incorporating other people more because y'all might get tired of hearing me at some point point. and I think what makes this season better is the features man. I got some DJs coming in the building for a few Called Cocktail Hour. We're gonna hear about like DJ's different favorite song categories. Uh they're gonna be spinning for us a little bit. We got DJ Jess. we got Raj Smooth, we got DJ Ram, and we got Mikey offline. I was about to call him DJ GQ, but he changed his name. I gotta respect that. <laughs> so Mikey offline, very excited about them. And then y'all, the Grooms Lounge. So this was the idea that I had years ago to Kind of shift the focus a little to the guys because every now and then I get a guy that's super, super excited about planning a wedding. He he shows up, you know, he want to make decisions, he has an opinion. Because I'll be honest with you, they've had weddings where I didn't meet the groom until they came in time for the wedding. Or he would show up at a meeting and literally not say nothing. Or anytime we asked his opinion, he wouldn't care. So I'm like, all right, maybe it's because he does not feel like his his presence is needed so what can i do to bring the guys in make them feel needed but also laugh <laughs> and you don't know funny until you sit a group of guys down and ask them random questions about like what their dream wedding is what made them fall in love you know what they want their wedding day to look like so that's gonna be pretty fun i think you're gonna enjoy it we're gonna be releasing one installment a month for that cocktail hour will also be once a month i'm bringing back my girl Justine cocktails and we're gonna do some drink demonstrations which is gonna be great and then diamonds direct hit me up y'all like Why would somebody offer me diamonds? Like, seriously. So we're going to be sharing some stuff that we shot with them. Uh, They're actually going to be episode two. I'm just excited about coming back. but coming back better and stronger, and I think everybody's going to enjoy it. And I also think this is going to, like, help me cast my net wider. I feel like more people are going to be interested in what we're talking about simply because... Whether you a guest, whether you a family member of the bride, family member of the groom, like there's something for everybody this season. And then when I think about how to make you all know that you are needed, like I literally can't do this without you. I want you to share If you hear something funny, be like, oh, Lord, I heard what Fresh said. Let me go tweet about it. (laughs) But definitely share it. Um, I mean, if you know somebody getting married, duh, send them my way. But also, what they say you got to do on Instagram, because I don't be, I ain't going to lie, I don't be trying to pressure people into doing all that. But if you find it in your heart. Like, comment, share, all that stuff, because I'm pretty sure that's going to help. I might throw a party for y'all one day. And, like, also join the conversation. You know, like, if you got a question, email me. Hit me up. We could talk about it. I think that's the that's the part that's going to be very important to me is actually building a community, which is why all the conversations and everything that we put out this season is very intentional. But I think the one thing... I want to put into the universe, the universe, if you're listening, sis, I don't need no more breaks, all right? Because this hurricane, Hurricane Ida, this was actually supposed to launch. Even even with the re, you know, re-upping, we were supposed to launch this on the freshest day of the year, duh, my birthday, and then Hurricane Ida came. And then that set me back with work because I literally had events every Saturday in September. So here I am in Mexico, like, law, what next? I don't need no more breaks universe, sis, you don't prove your point, you are the ruler of things, (laughs) we are, we are spent down here, all right, so it's like game time, no more excuses, let's go, but be clear, if I want to sit down and take another break, then I'm going to do that, because that's just what I do, I've learned the beauty of rest and resetting, so at the end of the day, I say all that to say, welcome to season two Thank you so much to my tribe, folks that have been showing crazy love on social media, just supporting it and also helping to spread the word. Rare Label, Cozy Photo, Calm Dog Productions, 343 Media, Brandon Schelling, TD, (laughs) Dot, all the participants from the Groom's Lounge all of my DJs for cocktail hour. We are going to have a blast. Uh, I'm a 17 hats ambassador. So we're going to be doing some stuff with 17 hats. Also diamonds, direct. Listen, diamonds, y'all real nice diamonds. Uh, I'm just looking forward to making it pop. Arja Thomas is going to be on this season. One of the coldest makeup artists in the city. Who else I'm going to have on this season? Cortez Jackson with uh Lavoisier Suits. I'm determined to get me a fly custom suit Antigua Florals, my girl Sarah and her husband Trevor Mark who is an amazing photographer I'll be having them on probably closer to the end of the season I absolutely love them so I'm excited about all the people that I'm going to get to introduce y'all to and I also want y'all to introduce me to y'all people too so that is going to do it for me Uh, next episode up is going to be put a ring on it with diamonds direct so be on the lookout for that but in the meantime make sure you rate it you know give me the stars be honest give me five stars but if you feel the need to give me less then make sure you hit me up and tell me why also (laughs) also make sure uh to like and share and let the people on the socials know what you're listening to all right see y'all next time bye baby Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast brought to you by Glow Up Lights. Don't forget, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and online at letthemecakepodcast.com. Don't forget, make sure you tap in on Instagram and give us a follow at Let Them Eat Cake Podcast.